Very Honored Frater BT's Esoteric Nerd Podcast, Episode 42, in which I interview Gila Nissan and her friend Michal. But first, Transformation in which I read my father's magnum opus while we listen to Tangerine Dreams Ricochet, parts one and two. I had a bit of a change of heart. Several people had, uh, had told me, you know, you could really sell your father's book. You could publish it. You could publish it on Amazon. I still do plan to do that. Um, but what I had done was I had taken down the PDF document version that was available for free. And I just rewatched the uh, the documentary The Internet's Own Boy about the late Aaron Schwartz. And, uh, well, I had a change of heart in terms of sharing knowledge, not limiting it to people who have the $7 or whatever, or the credit card. So... It is available uh, for free again. So if you go on Google and you search for J-O-H-N-D-A-N-R-E-I-B, those are three separate words, and then a fourth word, transformations, you will get a free copy of my dad's book on PDF. For today, we will be looking at chapter one, verse nine. Keeping the order of the confusion here is a game that keeps you free. The ones who get incarcerate are the ones who get stuck on seeing what they see and need to get the agreement of others that what they see there is as significant or more than what the flesh place has to offer. Some of these reach the madhouse because what they say is too logical and some because what they say is too illogical. Give the flesh-place fear junkies here space to create the feeling of having agreement by assent and image and nod and playing in their pastimes and earning your daily foodstuffs and looking respectable. If you want to walk back and forth in the flesh-place, this is keeping the order of the confusion. And now for the footnotes. Keeping the order of the confusion. Keeping, as in not just acknowledging, but honoring and participating in the order of the confusion. It's a very specifically organized kind of confusion here. Here being the flesh place, mostly, you know, the greater Los Angeles area. But he was sort of generalizing, I think, about most urban centers and probably beyond that. Is a game that keeps you free. Now, one thing that should be pointed out is this was written in 1976, which was a time when you could have your adult child legally kidnapped by a group of supposed cult deprogrammers and then taken to a warehouse somewhere and beaten. This was going on quite a bit, and there were quite a, uh, a variety of options of weird groups you could get involved with, but people as innocuous as Hare Krishnas were being kidnapped and beaten 
uh, per the request of their Christian mothers. There's an episode on Stuff You Should Know called How Cult Deprogramming Worked. I recommend checking that out. And of course, long before the 70s, people were being barbecued and hung for studying Kabbalah or using herbal remedies. Things have actually improved quite a bit. I haven't been locked up, for instance. Although there may be some who have relegated me to the madhouse in their minds and disregard what I say because I'm too overtly outside of their sense of normality. That's okay. I'm not being locked up, so that's fine. And of course, knowing my parents, they would have been locked up right alongside me. Some reach the madhouse because what they say is too logical in the face of a irrational and illogical power structure, and some because what they say is too illogical, freaking people out who can't handle things that are illogical. Give the flesh place fear junkies here space to create the feeling of having agreement. So if you leave them alone and keep your distance, they'll just assume that you think the world is the way that they think the world is, and then they'll feel comfortable. And you nod and shake their hands and talk about whatever they talk about, TV shows, politics, recently deceased rock stars, for instance. If you want to walk back and forth in the flesh place, this is keeping the order of the confusion. Now, if you don't know who Aaron Schwartz of Highland Park is, I recommend uh, searching for Simon Schwartz, and that's S-W-A-R-T-Z. You'll find a Facebook group for a fictional character named Simon Schwartz. He looks exactly like me uh, when I was getting my senior portrait taken in high school, coincidentally. And you will soon discover that in the New World Empire universe, or level 36, 23, 16, 12 by 38, 15, 27, Simon Schwartz is the descendant of Aaron Schwartz. You'll also find on Simon Schwartz's page uh, that documentary I mentioned, as well as a gateway in to both the New World Empire and the Coffee House science fiction projects, which I'm working on. I was invited to a Passover at Gila's house in 2004. By the end of the Passover, I was so impressed by not only her knowledge of the Kabbalah, her thorough knowledge of everything we talked about, and I had found out that by trade she was a Hebrew teacher at what was then called the University of Judaism, now called the American Jewish University Los Angeles. I got her card, and I called her and asked if she would be my Hebrew teacher. I explained that I was a student of the Kabbalah, and I would like to understand Hebrew better so that I could better understand Kabbalah and scripture. And over the two years that followed, we met weekly. She taught me Hebrew, and we compared the Kircher and Luria trees and talked about a lot of things. Her friend Michal, I just met today. And so, without further ado, let's get to that interview, shall we? Shalom, and welcome to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. <laughs> okay. So what happened, we were in the middle of meditation, uh-huh. and uh, the Ot Tzadi is in front of us, mm-hmm. and uh, the mantra that was coming up for it was 
צעד גדול, אני הנני צעד גדול בהגשמה. I am a big step in fulfillment. So we were gazing at it and saying it 33 times. And then, and then we closed our eyes and each one of us went to her place. And, uh, and when, we when we start to discuss, and we discussed about it because we had a lesson today of uh, talking about um, how do we feel about God. Like, um, the lesson was, is God exist when it's horrible things happen and when it's good things happen or only when good things happen or is really exist, is really there. And yesterday I had uh, something very odd. I went to the dentist to have, um, and uh, I called and I spoke with the secretary and she said, yes, my stuff are there, everything is fine, I'm arriving. It came out that she looked only at the first letter of the name and it wasn't mine and mine will be there only a week after. And I traveled by buses and trains for three and a half hours. Now I had to, to continue from there to go to, to other two sessions. I was exhausted, hungry, angry, like I could, I could eat someone. Okay, and I said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going back to Gila's house because I'm here and I'm letting things come to me. That's it. And when I was telling it to Gila, I said, look, it was a horrible day, but God was in it. Because I didn't let myself continue suffering. I just made up my mind, that's it, this is the line, this is the boundary, and I'm, I'm, I'm back. Like, I put myself in order, you know, and it's like not being the victim of my thought. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was amazing. And um, then Gila was talking, Gila... Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, real quick, what's your name? Michal. Michal, the, uh, as in uh, who is like God? The, the is it the same as the archangel's name? Michal, yes. Yeah. He's my he's my master. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about the um, the origin of the name? Because I have my version of the story, but I, I'm I, I, I'm sure it's different from from what you would say. Uh, First, Michal is the daughter of uh, Saul, and it's the first wife of uh, King David, yes? Okay. But by my way of, like, by my guidance calling me, they are calling me May Call, Water for All. Mm. This is my name. Water mm. for All. Mime is water. May, it's like... So may call mime. Very yeah, interesting. Call, yes. Okay. So that reminds me of call or the uh, the voice of light. Yes. That means. Oh, yeah, yeah, but this but call is with kuf, and mine is with the kaf. Oh, call I see. Call is whole, and call is voice, but it's it sounds the same, but it's two different. Call is a voice oh. with the kuf. Or all all call is the voice of the voice of the light. Okay. And may call is all the water. Oh, so, all versus voice. So, vo so with a calf, it's voice, and with a kof, no, with a calf, other way around. All. With a calf, it's all. With and a kof, it's voice. voice. Like ayin and aleph at the beginning of Asher is uh, uh, is prosperity if it's ayin, and it's uh, happiness if it's aleph. Yes. 
It's interesting. You know, let me let me just say, I haven't seen Edward for a long time, so I want to connect with him a little bit. Tell me a little bit what what are you doing uh, in your work? I mean, this mm-hmm. recording. What is the aim of the recording? Remind me. Well, I uh, that's a good question, and I'm sure that a lot of my listeners are curious as well. Um, yeah, because this is the I don't know what episode I'm up to. You but... take from these recording things, and you and you work with it? Well, I will probably trim it down uh, just for conciseness, like yes. if I'm going to stop and go, uh, uh, you know, I'll trim yes. that out. Yes. But um, uh, but basically, it's uh, so that other people can hear our conversation, people in other countries, for instance, and people who, some of them are people that I've known for many years who yes. used to be my students, um, and others are people who are tuning in uh, generally who are interested in Hermetic Kabbalah, yes. the tree of life as put together by the Jesuits, basically. Um, and, uh, and of course, we're all very interested in traditional Jewish Kabbalah because that's the source of Hermetic Kabbalah. Okay, and, so can um, I jump in there? Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, I can connect with, between the lesson and the tree of life mm-hmm. since people know a little bit about the tree of life. So we know that the tree of life is a map of awareness, right? Yes. And it uh, it has an explanation how how Shefa, how the consciousness is coming down from very high worlds down to where we are here in Malchut. And today, when we were trying to understand why we have the impression sometimes that God is hidden, is not with me. All kinds of not nice things are happening to me, so where is God? And we do it personally, and we do it on a collective level too. And in in a way, we spoke about the fact that Christianity, at a certain point, said, oh, the Jews are not really uh, who they used to be. God abandoned them, and that's why we will take it to the next step. And uh, there are not the chosen anymore. We'll take it to the next step where um, where we will live in a way that shows that 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 we are with God and we are aligned and uh, and and there is no need anymore for the Jews in order for Judaism to exist. Mm-hmm. So um, so the Jews became some kind of an image of something that uh, stands for the absent of God and also for sins, that that, that this is the payment for the sins that, that were happening. Now, when we are thinking that God, uh, as we see in the Bible, is always with us, Let's talk on a personal level now, so it will be easier to understand on the collective level. God, when he is hidden, when you don't feel the existence of the divine, it doesn't mean it's not there. Uh, we go, we, our life is a journey, and there's ups and downs in the journey. It will be naive and childish to think that when I don't experience the divine, it means he's not there. When I don't experience the divine, it means I'm not hineni, I'm not ready, I'm not available, and therefore he's absent. But he's absent relatively to my state. He's not absent in a in a, uh, in a being. 
in an objective sense. Right. So we would like... When it like, goes to my dream, I, Yes. And so okay. yeah, in Michal's dream... I she, had a dream just this morning. Mm-hmm. And in my dream, I was in a house and I was looking at another building and the building, like there was a huge building in front of me. All of the building has like windows and all the windows were uh, closed and it was white shadows, shadows. and but shadows totally closed and I was and there was another building in front in between the me and that building that there was a house that was without any uh, any any block and you could see everything that goes in the house clear transparent sure just and i was looking at that one and i said poor those people they are so isolated they cannot see nothing they are all in darkness you know and and then like i was telling gila this and this is exactly like to feel that god is not there you know to feel yeah. like isolated to feel like like cut off and it's like amazing sorry so um, uh, my understanding of the dream uh that it had some connection to the lesson this yeah. morning because when the shadows are closed it's like god doesn't exist it's people that live their life with, with no god so it's not that he's in the hidden he, he almost is is really in the hidden that means when I feel not aligned and connected with the divine, I don't think that there is no God. I just think that my state is so low uh, that I'm not, I'm not aligned. I'm not, I don't feel uh, the maximum of myself at that time. And I know that it can go away and I can readjust myself and realign myself and, and start to, to receive from my higher self the fullness of myself. And that's so I'm back. I'm back in, in, uh, in on the mark as we we could maybe can put it. So uh, so this is our question, and I'm glad that somehow we are bringing the questions of the uh, normative religions with their mindsets and the way we relate to each other as communities. That, that adopting all kinds of mindsets and perhaps people like us are being invited in our time to open new doors to new understanding, a new consciousness where the, the time has come and I love the Pope and what he was just saying today where he is opening new doors to, to find, as he say, bridges instead of closing doors and walls, yeah. you know? And gaps. And, and, and to, to, to close the gaps between the religions, that one religion is canceling another, you know? How dare, uh, are, we, are we as humanity to cross religions and say, you don't exist anymore. You know, right. God, God doesn't like you anymore. Yeah. He's gonna, from now on, on he's liking us. So you are not instrumental and needed here on earth. Right. This was the message that came from Christianity towards the Jews. Right. So now many Christians don't believe in it and they say, you, 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 you have a big piece in this pizza. 
And we have a big piece in this pizza. And we understand that Jesus, who was a Jew from day, from the beginning to the end, uh, put emphasis on on something that we care very much on the emotions, on the on the experience of the emotions. Yeah. And so not only the mind is important and the laws are important. So Gvura and Chesed are starting to dance a new dance. And we're, we're all meeting, we're all meeting in Tiferet. Tiferet has the interest to integrate the different mindsets. And if formal religions will not learn to do it, then we, who are coming from formal religions, will start to open the door for a new experience of wholeness, new experience of bridges that we are trying to create between the religions. And even I am trying to create a bridge between me and my higher self. Yeah. It's the first bridge that I need to do. You are going to your higher self. <laughs> And I'm going back to this to the religion people, and I am saying, if we will concentrate in every religion people, in every society of religion people and non-religion people, are the people without with the shelters we say. You mean with organized the, religion. I'm, right. I'm talking the, about the shutters, like the a, shutters. Yeah, yes. yeah. They, they they have the shutters shut down, and all of us in this time wants to open those shutters and bring all the people to unity yeah? yeah so it doesn't matter if you're jewish christian muslim buddhism hinduism paganism it really doesn't matter what matter is that you know that you have the light within and i know that i have the light within and each one of us is a light and we are all unity of huge huge light and when the shutters are uh, closed it's not that the light is not there it's just they don't see it and yeah. they don't see the, the 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 relations together you know and when gila was you were speaking about about christianity and judaism i don't know nothing about this story Okay, I like what the Christian said about the Jews or what the Jews said about the Christian. No, I don't. I, Why don't you? Because it's, it's not it's, my it's business. A, it's a known, <laughs> no, really, known, I don't know, Mama. Well, well but in wait. order to bring reconciliation to uh, the situation, we need to know uh, what We must know, and very well. I am listening now. I sit and listen to the Republican. Mm -hmm. I listen to every representative because I know that there is God there too. And I want to know how they perceive it. And because maybe uh, many people are tired of having two options, Republican and Democrats. Yeah. We know that those two dualities are not representing me. There is no room for me in this uh, uh, not only mindset, mindset, but also this uh, uh, system uh, that we are invited to participate in a system that is very dualistic, 
and that is taking us nowhere. We're going in circles. Yeah. We are not evolving and we don't make room for new creativity to enter. Actually, we are rejecting new creativity and abandoning a system that we call democracy and uh, instead of upgrade it and, 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 and look at it as a self-correcting system. Yeah. So that's my problem. I'm learning very well what the Republicans are saying. I studied Islam, I studied Christianity, I studied esoteric Christianity, I study formal Judaism and esoteric Judaism, I study other traditions because I need to understand how they think, how they feel, so that I can meet them in, on their level with their language and try to rise things. The tzaddi that we pull today is a letter that says that the tzaddik is a conscious, conscious human being that is able to go under the table wherever you are and try to raise you back. So we have a story in Judaism and perhaps you want to use beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Once there was a king and, the, and he had a son, an only son. And the son one day got crazy. He decided that he's a turkey and he's gonna go under the table and be there. He took off all his clothes, went under the table, started to eat whatever food fell from the table and the king was very worried and started to ask from all over who can come and take care of his son and heal him. And different people came and nobody could do anything about it until a tzaddik came. And the tzaddik said to the son, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, I'm a turkey. And the tzaddik said, I'm a turkey too. He took off his clothes and he went with him under the table and started to make friends with him and learn his language. And they became friends and he said to him one day, you know what, we don't need to be naked under the table, we can put clothes on us. And the, the son agreed with him. And one day he said to him, we don't need to eat under the table, we can sit on the chairs and eat from the main table. And that's the way how he slowly started to bring him to see that he can be around the table with his real name and with who he really is and participate in the bigger picture. So somehow, because we pulled up Tzadi, and Tzadi stand for the perfected man, perfected man of the 21st century, who is it gonna be? What is the person who's in the 21st century conscious human being that tries to wake up? How is he supposed to be? He's not supposed to be a monk. He's not supposed to be a fakir. He's not supposed to be somebody who leaves the society. He's not supposed to be something, somebody that intellectually is, is becoming to levels that nobody even knows his language or what he speaks about. Mm. He's supposed to be a person like you and me and Michal and many other people that are very alert and aware and looking for a way to contribute so we can make a real change and reconcile between those organized religions that are clashing into each other and deep inside are still holding something against. And it could be that change will not come from the center because change as a rule does not come from the center. It comes from the 
peripheries. Yeah. So you and me and Michal and other people are in the peripheries. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm not a rabbi. I receive the title of the rabbi, but I don't use it because that's not where I received my knowledge. I received my knowledge with people like Michal, with people like like a Kabbalist that I studied with, with the Guruji Foundation. It, it's not mainstream uh, uh, religion. It's, it's, uh, it's underground uh, 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 spirituality. So that's okay. Maybe the change needs to come from the outside. And we see even in the political arena, the people that are talking about change are anti-establishment. Hmm. Underground. And they come with, first of all, they are real, they are truthful, they speak from themselves, they are not political, then every sentence that comes from their, their mouth is something that uh, they were directed to say it because it will yeah. do the trick. The marketing uh, uh, marketing, yeah, yes, yeah. they are not doing that. They are saying... One of them is going to one extreme, that using even very rude language. It's, it's unfortunate that, that when you become real, you become real to your lowest, lower self. So you speak from your lower self. Yeah. You don't care about wisdom. You don't care about any, you know, reconciliation. You don't care about the poor or the... Re- I, I don't know what he cares about, but, <laughs> but, uh, but he cares about the great America. Right. I don't know how America is going to be be great, but some, sometimes I think like he's going to be the next Mussolini or hmm. something. Yeah. So, and and uh, so so. Uh, let's go back to. Uh, so. Uh, to where is God? <laughs> so yeah, the question was uh, when you God know, is in the hidden and we are not seeing him or feeling him or connecting to him, where is he and how we can reconnect? Yeah. And so, first of all, we have to have faith in in hope and 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 knowing that, of course, he's still there. It's just your state. Yeah. It's your state that is not elevated. I'll go. I'll go to simple. I will go to very simple way. Like yesterday, when when I was in this situation of going finding this nice secretary that looked only at the first letter and let me do three hours and a half traveling for nothing it was uh, i was really out of my zone like really out of my zone i was very nice to the secretary i didn't blame her i wasn't angry at her i was angry at me i said how come i invited such and an experience to my life because I know that everything is about me like it's nothing to do with others she's only reflecting something that was within me how come I made myself do all this journey for nothing and then I wanted to continue this journey and then I said no I cannot if in other times I would force myself to continue I was bringing myself to exhaustion because you need to do and you have to do and da 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 this time I said oh no I'm going back I'm bringing myself to my zone I am gathering myself again I am bringing the light within and then I will do the next step I am not moving even one step in with this state of mind it was very new to me not to push myself till the age, yeah. age you know 
and and this is awareness for me yeah yeah and awareness is to be aware of how this body is feeling because this body is my temple to be aware of limitations you know it's like it's it's even not about about limitation it's about it's about paying attention it's about being sensitive to your body as you are sensitive to your light mission that's your thing your relationship with your body it's yeah. a whole new thing for you and, and there's a lot of uh, help now being sent to you to, to do that because the body knows everything faster than the mind and yeah. faster than uh, the emotions our relationship with the body according to Gurujiv it's the most neglected part of ourselves yeah. and let's give again the credit to organized religion that taught you that your body is a source of sin mm. and your body is gonna mess up your relationship with God and your body is this and that and uh, and and he spoke a lot about the education of the body and how to bring a um, awareness and attention back into the body because our attention and awareness and spirit is here it's not enough it's not enough I, uh, no matter what you see uh, no, uh, no matter what you see you, you, maybe you think you talk to God face to face every every day but you don't if you don't bring it into the body which in Judaism is esoteric Judaism because the song of song in the Bible speak about passionate love God wants your your passionate love he wants your your uh, love that you feel inside your your body, your flesh, not intellectual love, and not only emotional love, but a, a, but love that the body is participating in. So the whole song, which is very esoteric, another and many people know, is the holy of holies in the Bible. Imagine that one of the greatest rabbis that was a convert from a Roman convert, Rabbi Akiva said, it's the holiest book of all all the books of the Bible. And what is it? It's all about erotic love between God and us. So, you know, this is new. It's only now starting to be understood. And and all the Gurdjieff work, I must give credit to, to his work and what he brought to the world, back into the body. And everything I teach is back into sensations of the body in the present moment, because only from here and now, where I am here and now, because I have a body, it, it's an evident for me and help to know that I'm here and now, from that the truth will appear. Okay. This is a new, this is a new, education of the body that is so neglected by all the religions and only now it's starting to be you know everybody are going in LA to do yoga why everybody are going to do yoga the Jews are going crazy they don't understand why are they going to go do yoga and they don't study uh, uh, Judaism because when you do yoga and the teacher is saying words of wisdom it, it it sinks into you because you are in a posture that is receptive and so and everybody feel it subconsciously so they are doing yoga 
And in the past, we used to have sacred dances. That means you were praying to God by moving your body. And everything that we are doing now in the work that I do with Michal is bringing truth through new ways, through color, movement, experience of the body, sounds, uh, sounds vibrations, uh, uh, all of this. It's all right. And who picks it up first? The body. And who can experience it first? The body and expresses it through the body. So I'm doing very little intellectual work. All the words and the intellectual work that I'm doing is convincing people intellectually to come down to their body. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm working a lot with intellectuals. I'm working with people that are professionals that learned to receive wisdom and, 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 and academia through the head. So I have to go to the head yeah. and convince them to go to the body. I mean, what can I do? In uh, Hermetic Kabbalah, one of the documents that they revere is uh, the Emerald Tablet of Hermes. And uh, one of the main lines from that is, um, that which is above is as that which is below, or that which is below oh, is a reflection is of that next, which is above. This, and is, then, this uh, is the next uh, thing of the lesson. Oh, good. Yeah, it was like in Hebrew, they, they are saying, uh, da know what is above from you. Now in Hebrew when you are saying it, Dama Lemala Mimcha. Now Mimcha is from you, so if you'd say know what is above, comma you. Mm. Okay, so what does it mean? That you are giving to the divine things that needed to be done, he is transforming it and returning to you. And there is a partnership between you and the above. It's not Mm. only coming from up, down, it comes from down above. And this is the the way of uh, working. So know what is above you, yes. But know that you are are, uh, helping the divine because you are bringing the thing that you are living it you are bringing the physical dimension you are bringing everything that you are into it that it's that needs to be transformed like my way for example when i'm working on stuff and there is a very low energy i'm asking i'm taking it to the highest creator and i'm asking to transform it and when it's transformed, I am asking to give it back to the person that he will use this energy, but in another in another way, in another in a highly in a high uh, light uh, light way, so that the energy will not just be there, you know. Right. And I want to add to it something very important that again uh, relates to the religions. So in the esoteric level of the understanding. There is a relationship between us and God. It's a co, you are a co-creator. You are invited. Abraham, when, when he started to have a relationship with the higher, he was instructed to enter a, a Brit, which is a partnership with the divine. So from then and on, Abraham was an advisor and, and started to, to work with God together. Sometimes he agreed with God, he didn't agree with God, there were back and forth stuff. 
in some religions this is crazy this is totally yes. crazy all you need to do is obey obey and and adore the divine adore the divine the divine needs us to be his warriors of light here so so that we can bring spirit into matter and start to to move things around and for this many times you can say god what's happening here you know you, you are you you need god to be an advisor and and to lead and to receive from you also your perception and impressions so he can raise them transform them as michal is saying so so i know mm-hmm. how to move here on earth so the back and forth relationship is new is yeah. new this is something christianity can learn from judaism because Christianity is a daughter that sprang out of Judaism. There's no need to abandon to ab- abandon the, the, the source of where things came from. Jesus was totally aligned with it. So I had once a Christian guest that came for Passover, and we're doing the Passover. Everybody asks questions and argue and back and forth, the, ba- the usual back and forth between Jews and God. When she left, she said, I'm amazed. I was never allowed to ask any questions mm-hmm. as a Christian, just to follow, just to follow and say, yes, yes, yes. Never why, never how, never all of this. I said, I don't know. Judaism is based on questions. Yeah. Good if work is based on question. If you don't have a question, you cannot get help. Yeah. You cannot that, Google if you don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, there is, nothing can move without the question because the question shows where you are. So the answer is how to take you deeper into a bigger question. That's the way to grow and expand the consciousness. So why shouldn't we all be on board with that, you know? Yeah. add something to this yeah. one. I had a vision. When I, when I was in Israel and... No, I was here, and it was the it was the war with Gaza and the the mess. And we are thirteen women that are channelers that we were gathered together by Facebook mm-hmm. uh, to do a work whenever something is wrong, and like praying. And we are all chatting by writing, you know, like and it's like and each one has you know vision, and we are transforming this energy of of block and and war to to. To energy of peace and in this I the one of the question was okay what we are doing with Jerusalem let's say that we are okay with all the land we know how to put how we are together in the land and everything is fine but what about Jerusalem and then I saw a vision there is no temple there is a huge fountain that it's that happened between us yes but it was before too, and there is a huge that fountain. Yeah, but it was so before <laughs> too. But and it was like five sections, like Judaism, wisdom, Christianity, love, Islam, honor, uh, and Buddhism, self, paganism, earth, like nature, and each one has the one of the one important thing that it's going and all together is unity and it goes by the water and then Gila we saw the water as 
wisdom you know wisdom from below and wisdom from the rain it's like history and uh, and uh, newness newness yeah. yes and and so everybody is gathered by the water by the wisdom of the water and each one uh, um, contribute its own uh, wisdom so it's nothing to do about oh Christianity does it this way, Judaism does it this way. No, you will do whatever you want. I will do whatever I want, and we are contributing well, the most to the thing main is that thing. We needed a new symbol. We needed a new unifying symbol because everybody liked their own symbols and they, and they are attached to it and identify with it. Water became the new symbol. For Nobody all. can say anything. Uh, negative. Uh, you will not be against water. I'm not going to be against water. We are all for water. <laughs> yeah. Water now it's becomes water the, uni- the, the unifying, the unifying symbol. Mm. And the fountain, the fountain became also the symbol of a, a ongoing, ongoing wisdom that keeps on coming and placing itself in the holiest place in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is very Im- the, where, where the temple gate. was, and 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 another temple was was built on it, and you know there is there is layers and layers of holy structures that that are in Jerusalem, and everybody are sitting there just waiting to cut each other's throat. Hmm. So imagine that all of this will happen uh, with a new symbol of water. And at that time, when we received the, that new symbol of how is it going to happen, I was studying about water that is called Mea Shiloh, is the special river that exists. Because the question was, where, where are you going to have a fountain in Jerusalem? Jerusalem is a desert. <laughs> and, but in biblical time, we, were, uh, we, were, we know about a fountain that uh, not a fountain a river that was uh, bringing water from nowhere from the earth to service the temple so everybody washed themselves and washed their feet and and purified themselves before they entered the temple so that river is still there because i i went and visited underneath yeah. the welling wall no, there is a huge huge uh, pools of cool wonderful water that as if they were waiting from that time to be utilized for a new vision and a new. And in the book of, not Ezekiel, the book of, a very small book of somebody that has, I think, only one chapter. Um, Isaiah? Maybe Yoel, maybe Yoel, I'm not sure. But there is, there are many, many prophets in the Bible. One Mm -hmm. of them has one chapter, maybe. He writes about, a fountain that will come in the days where things, when big changes, really? power times, yes, uh, 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 times of paradigm shift, there will be a river that will burst from below. And I said, oh my God, that's that's the, the fountain. What, what does it mean, uh, you know, a river that comes from below and burst out? And another thing, sign, is... When the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidut, of Hasidic uh, Judaism, mm-hmm. uh, the Hasidic movement, the Baal Shem Tov is the founder. He had a vision 
that he conveyed in a private letter to his son-in-law that he encountered when he had a meditation up in higher worlds, he encountered Jewish sages that continue to study Torah the same way we study here. And he asked, he encountered the Messiah and he asked him, when will the master come? That's what we want to know, when they're going to come. Whatever name we give them here on earth, we want to know when they're going to come. And the answer was, Ka'asher ma'ayanotecha ifretsu achutza. When all the wellspring of your water, which stands for wisdom, will burst out and cover the earth. So we are getting from the Bible many visions, visions of water that will burst out and water is wisdom and here it is but a fountain is 78% of water mama so so oh, yeah. each one of us is the is messiah a is a so each one of us is the fountain and by knowing right. that it's in within each one of us this is the unity this is the messiah time by by understanding that each one of us we have i have a, a, a sentence i say we are all alike by being unique. Each one of us is yes. unique. Each one of us is one of a kind. And when each one will honor the one of a kind of himself and of the other and will team, we, we will be able to create a better world. Okay, this so, but this is, is something thing. many people believe what you are saying today. And are we are working on it, Mama. Right. Uh, many people work on it. Uh-uh. Yes. Not like I do. No, no, you are unique doing it in your unique way, and you need to respect the ways that other people are doing too. But uh, all I'm adding to here is when I was talking about us working on the peripheries, that a change will come from the outside, at the same time, it's very important to keep an eye on the center and how the center is being affected and evolving by the work that we're doing on the outside. So when the Pope is standing there and saying things like building bridges and uh, encouraging leaders, political leaders, to think in terms of building bridges, we know in the peripheries that he's aligning with the, with, with the vision that we are cultivating and, and, and waiting to see. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm watching CNN and w- 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 following Republicans that are talking about God or talking about or I don't know values and whatever they are trying to do. They are also it's a sign for me that they can miss the mark very much, but at the same time they 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 are cooking in some soup. Yeah. That, 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 alchemy. Uh, alchemy that I don't have a control over. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, we need the, the, the divine himself to, to, to stir the pot because we are only the carrots and the celery and the spices that we are adding into the soup yeah. by observing and by making sure that the consciousness is, is, is expanding, you know. You said that we are on the peripheries, so... Uh, I I know that uh, our voice needs to be heard. So I wrote a script 
based on all my all my knowledge, and it calls the prophecy of the flying princess, and it's a fantasy, and it's a cartoon and three dimension, and it is going to spread all the knowledge that that I was involved in the the last 22 years, and no one can argue with me because it's a fantasy. Now yeah, you can take I write it. science fiction for the you same see? reason. Yeah, so you can take it wherever <laughs> you want. I disagree. Well, I didn't say it. Simon did. <laughs> In the twenty fourth century. And her name, the name of the princess, is Waterfall. Oh, nice. I have a friend in Japan who took the name Waterfall. Um, what was I going to say real quick? I wanted to mention um, in the, the system I was trained in, our archangel of water is Gabriel or Gabriel. Really? Who is the one who told the Virgin Mary she was going to give birth to a son? Oh. Who was the one who told the prophet Muhammad, blessed be he, the, uh, to write every, you know, well, to not write it down, but, you know, the Quran. And uh, also in the book of Revelation by John the Divine was the one who blows the trumpet at the end of the world. Or yeah. as some would say, at the changing of the ages, maybe. You know, oh, yeah. The Sorry. world as we know it. The yes. end of the world as we knew it. So it's interesting you talk about water being the reconciling symbol. Um, but for me, Gabriel is the archangel of compassion. I want to mm. show you his sign. And I want you know, Gabriel in Hebrew means Strength to, of to overcome. Ligvor oh. is to overcome. Mm. So it's a sign of strength and power. And he comes probably from the side of Gvura, mm -hmm. because Gvura is what take the unconditional love and defend and direct it and define it so it won't be diffusing into, uh, you know, unconditional love. It won't be just going everywhere and spreading. Right. But when Gavura come or Gavriel, it takes all this energy that is unconditional love and it, 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 it puts it in vessels. Hmm. And the vessels are servicing more specific things. Otherwise, again, I'm, I'm repeating, you cannot just believe in love. You need to believe in directed love that is servicing something specific so that if it's servicing to build bridges, you know, yeah. then your directed love is going into uh, building bridges. It's a very specific work, you know, or if your unconditional love is somehow you are perceiving it in a direction of writing a story or in the direction of making a movie or that will serve the change in consciousness that we are trying to cultivate. So, so this is again a contribution of the tree of life that comes from the Kabbalistic tree that says just love is 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 not the name of the game no, no, no. you need gvura you need the vessel you need the intention you need to ground it in earth to serve specific things so that we are not having those two levels of love on one hand uh, or spirit on one hand and matter on the other hand and they never meet mm -hmm. they never really create a reality uh, that we are wishing for because we live here on earth we, we don't live in, this earth need to become the Garden of Eden. 
this earth was meant to become a garden of Eden and the garden of Eden is the perfect fusion between matter and spirit okay and the Shekhinah which is the Jewish perception of the the feminine aspect of the divine is is sitting in the garden according to the Song of Song Hayoshevet Baganim she sits there and she's waiting for us to wake up and expand the consciousness because the moment we will wake up and expand the consciousness she has what it takes to unite back with the, the masculine divine so the feminine side of the divine the masculine side of the, the divine need to unite together uh, so that the paradigm shifts will take place and the and and finally earth will feel like the garden of eden which was the original intention when god created the world he created the world with nine measures of goodness in hebrew nine is the letter tet the letter tet stands for internal beauty external beauty and when they are meeting each other there is this purity of of the intention of the divine and that's the creation that god created that we are waiting to experience where is the goodness where is the un- the unity that we are talking about so this is this is what i wanted um is my contribution to your program so that yeah. we can understand from a jewish kabbalistic point of view how do we perceive reality and how do we perceive change and how do we perceive transformation through the tree of life and um, I, I'm glad that we are pulling it all together now so it's making sense yeah there's that <laughs> so line I am not coming from the Jewish perspective I'm coming from the global perspective and when you said the Archangel Gabriel this is the this is the key of compassion mm. for me Archangel Gabriel is compassion and compassion by my by the definition that I received is that we are built out of patterns and beliefs okay and when something is no longer um, makes us proceed we have to come out of it but we are so habited to do it that we cannot so compassion for me is to break this habit and to force us to move forward and not to give it not to give it to and make us back so the archangel gabriel is interfering and saying hey wait 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 i didn't say that i'm against you i said that i'm coming from another perspective so no it's not listen until the end (laughs) and uh, so this is like archangel gabriel is interfering in the work infinite love He's saying, I love you the way you are. Mm. Continue to do whatever you do. And this was the, the, the discussion that we have before Edward came. I said to you, what is love? And you started to explain, and I, and I wanted to, 
to tell you, I didn't have the time because Edward entered and I want to tell you, when I love you means that I give you, I give you the opportunity to fail and to success and to be whatever your journey is. And I'm there when you want my, my advice and when you want my uh, assistance, I will be there. But I will let you do whatever you need to do without trying to avoid it from you. Okay, this I is say, oh, I help you. I just want to say wait. you are mixing up levels. Well, you, I'm talking on a different level. I'm talking on the level of the tree of life. There are forces in the world that stands for yeah, unconditional love. One yes. second. There are forces in the world that come from Gabriel and the Gvura yes. that are here to come and push you and make you fail and make you learn and uh, so that eventually... Uh, you will hold a, a vessel that can direct the unconditional love. Now, we, when we behave to each other as human beings, you know, and I want to use the measure of compassion, because I love you, Edward, and I like what you're doing, and you come and tell me that you fell in this, or you failed in that, or you, go, you were sick, whatever happened to you, I don't need to be the Gvura for you. I'm listening to you, accepting you as you are, and following right, your journey sense. with love and support. I, You see, I don't need to be God. God is already sending the forces. Life is sending us the forces that are teaching us. What we call tough love, what we call that was a good lesson. It's all it's all there. Right. So I, you're talking, so I'm just, I'm just, saying what you're saying is that there is there is levels of how the tree of life manifests itself yeah. in yeah. life of and course. it manifests on on levels of course. so yeah so it, when i know my place then i don't need to worry that i need to teach you a lesson i live it for life life will do it yes and i think that's our problem as human being we want to be the we want to be god and, and teach each other lessons. And we don't understand that it's yeah. already done. All you need to do is... Participate. Is, is watch, watch it happen. Watch it happen. I don't, I don't need to do anything. It, it's, you know, it's such a secret to discover because it's the reconciling force when I just observe how Gvura and Chesed are interacting in life. And I don't need to do anything. I just need to lachil, to to, uh, to adjust? no, lachil means embrace, I need embrace, I embrace, embrace by being in the center. I just need to be an aleph. That's the message of the letter aleph. Be in the center. Look how the two opposite forces, gvura and chesed, in this case, are dancing together. And when you observe them dancing together. They start to reconcile. And instead of two opposite hitting their head, head to head, they become a dance. It becomes a tango. Mm. They complete each other into a whole. So we human beings, according to Kabbalah and the Tree of Life, are invited to be co-creator by witnessing the forces of Chesed and Gvura in this case, Dancing yeah, with each yeah. other, completing each other, and 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 
they go head to head when I feel that I need to make a choice. Tell you, you are wrong, you are right, this is good, this is bad. When I start to identify with, this, with the two, with chesed and gvura, I lose my place as a reconciling force. And then we have the mess that we have today in the world. Hmm. The message of Aleph, move into the reconciling force and observe from yeah. there. This is what, I, what, what the letters are bringing new. You know, I'm not interested to teach letters just for the sake of teaching letters. I'm interested to bring the new messages of the letters because the messages are universal. They are not only for the Jews. The letters are for everybody. And Aleph, everybody say Aleph, Alpha, whatever you want to call it. It's a force that teaches you who you are, where do you need to place yourself, as a reconciling force. Once you get it, once you get it, do whatever you want to do. It, um, I mean, you, you know, but understand that. And I have to take this call. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. Oriti. So, what do you feel up to now with hmm? all this conversation? You came into a meditation, you are receiving pieces of what happened and how do you feel about this conversation? Well, I, a few things that come to mind uh -huh. um, on the level of chesed. Like mm -hmm. I, I tend to think of it as, well, I mean, uh, uh, levels of manifestation from absolute divinity, unfathomable, unknowable in Keter to, uh, down to Malkut, which is the yeah, stuff yeah, of yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. the body. Yeah. And and when we're in our head and we're not in touch with our body, we're not even in touch with Malkut, let alone Yesod or anything else. Yeah. So we're we're kind of in this below Malkut place, lost in our own head Twilight until we zone. we can once we can connect with the rest of the physical universe. And whether it's through religion or like Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about how how he feels enormous when he realizes he's made of the stardust that came from the Big Bang. And it's that, that kind of realization that science can, you know, a person who has no religious interest whatsoever can still have yeah. a gnosis, can still have an awakening and get in touch with that universal self, which we could break down into 10 levels of the tree of life. Or you could say it's all one and really who's right or wrong on that one, you know, who cares? But I mean, using the tree of life model, there's the level of chesed, which in, in Greek, directly translates to agape which is the universal love yeah yeah I the, know. Uh, the you know and then so the focused love what i took took out of that is I, I, that it's the love of chesed that comes into gebura and it's that same love that is focused like you were talking about on how it's going to manifest in the worlds below how it's going to help others how it's going to do this what's it going to do specifically and that's where this general love of of, oh, you know, I love you just the way you are, becomes, but you, maybe you should try this. You know, becomes like a little bit specific. Like I uh, can, I love you the way you are. Right. But when you're coming to me, you see how I live. Right. And you pay attention that I live in a different way. Yeah. And I can teach you only by self-example. I don't believe in... Uh, uh, preaching, we say. Preaching. Preaching. Or, I don't yeah. believe in preaching. Yeah. I believe in self-example. I believe in experience. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to I'm going to nature, and I am touching tree because I feel that this is a way how to how to connect and and it makes me so uh, wait. 
So, like, for me, it's like to to touch a tree. It's like to pay attention to a flower. It's like to be grateful for something. Now you're coming and you're very angry about uh, the world and you don't believe in God and you are so pissed off of everything. And I am continuing to be me and I'm so quiet and okay and just accepting you the way you are. But little by little by you coming down from what happened to you, whatever comes mm-hmm. to you, and you start to ask questions, of course I will give you answers. Right. But it is like, if I'm going by the, the story of the turkey, the, the, the prince that became a turkey, I wouldn't uh, try to change him. I would try to understand why he is a turkey and what's the, the, the duty of the turkey from the first right, place. Right, right. You know, if well, you the were thought, there... The other thought that comes to mind, and from the school I come from, uh, there's there's uh, an expression that it's in the context of Geburah and Chesed, and it's saying that if Chesed... Well, it's saying if Geburah is unbalanced, it's cruelty and oppression. And it's saying if Chesed is unbalanced, it's weakness and lack of will, and would allow evil to exist unchecked, thereby making itself, as it were, the accomplice of evil. In other words, if there's a child beating up a cat, and I think, well... It's his way. Oh, no, 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 And no. it's my son. No, 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 no. This is not the way I'm talking about. Right, right, right. But in, this, talking, it's in that wait, specific wait, 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 example, wait, wait, no, 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 I wouldn't say wait, live, wait, wait, live and let define. live. No, no, no. Let's define. Mm-hmm. Let's define. Let's define. Mm-hmm. This is my second. I am teaching four universal law. The first one is we're all alike by being unique. The second one, there is balance between giving and receiving, meaning... Um, that we, um, our state of mind is to bring every conflict to a win-win solution, meaning no hurt and not harmed. Right, win-win. Yes, not hurt and not harmed. So if you are hurting someone, mister, <laughs> come over, I'll show you yeah, how it yeah. looks like. Defending the innocent. This is from this those is, who oppress. I'm not even talking about defending the innocent. The innocent, I will, I will, sh- like, you know, a friend told me that her son locked her out, mm-hmm. and she was screaming and angry. I said, he doesn't understand nothing about your screams and angry. But if you would have locked him in his room for five minutes, no more, no less. Be sure he will never lock you again. Hmm. Because he experienced it. He knows. Now, I'm not talking about beating a cat and beat him. Right. It's not the same, yeah? <laughs> or at least stop, but, the, stop the kid from beating the cat. Say, no, no don't way. beat the cat. You cannot beat yeah. the cat. Yeah. I want you to caress this cat. I want you to feel. And, like, think that he will scratch you. Yeah, the cat in return, defends itself. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, it will hurt you. Yeah. Do you want to be hurt? So do something that both will gain out of it. Yeah. That both will win out of it. This right. is something else. But in order, teaching... to, in order to love in that way, we have to come down from that chesed love down into a gevura no, love. No, I started with gevura. Yeah. I started with the archangel Gabriel yeah, yeah, saying, exactly. hey, this, this angel that I love so much yeah. says, don't mess up with me. Right, right. <laughs> I have my duty, and my duty is to push you to the right path if you want it or not. Right. I'm not a Democrat. <laughs> 
when it's come to democracy, he's not one of them. It's not one of them. And if you take the four archangels, each one of them has a huge duty, you know, that that when when you understand it and, and like accept it, it's 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 amazing, you know. Yeah. They are words of God, you know, they are servants of God, they are the highest servant of God, and we are we're down down the <laughs> down the road uh, servants too. But no, when I am talking about accept it's like that you're a human being and you are my son let's say and uh, you are now on a journey to find out if you want to get that's what happened to my eldest son if you want to get married or not and you have a girlfriend and you are you're on a journey in in another country you know you're discovering the country you're discovering the relationship you have the ups and downs i am totally for it like I will never question what you're doing right. because this is your own journey. I will never tell you, let's get married. You're 39. I need grandchildren. <laughs> no. If yeah. you think that it's not for you, show me what I want you to be happy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Show me that you're happy and, and all around you are happy. Not that it's like you're taking something from someone else and you are happy on his behalf. Right. No way. Yeah. No way. This is no. Okay? This is definitely not. You can be only on a win-win solution. You can be only from balance between giving and receiving. You can you understand that the world is your own reflection. So if you will hurt someone, it's hurting a piece within you. Yeah. You know, and if you will contribute to someone, you will contribute to the same piece within you. So the whole world is you. So, huh, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like just pay attention to everything that you're doing because everything is you. Yeah. There is a song. Uh, you are everything. And everything is you. Do you know this one? Mm -mm. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Kurt Cobain version. All in all is all we are. Oh, this one I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. So, yes. So, that's what I meant. Mm -hmm. If I corrected myself, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, I, had a, I, I was teaching program in schools in Israel, and I received the first... Uh, a place of uh... oh okay so I had such an important phone call I oh had that's to, okay I had to take it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how are you going to um, how how are you going to integrate the the Judaism into your um, I mean, well, not exactly Judaism you know, it's, but it's they, interesting I, I, you know what the the universal message that comes from Judaism. You see, not, I'm also not interested in a Judaism that says we are separated right. and all this stuff. Yeah. I'm interested in the Judaism that that was there all the time. It's not a new invention. Yeah. Was there all the time that that says, hey, we, first of all, we exist. <laughs> okay, second of all, uh, God is with us pretty much. He did not skip us. He did not. Uh, he didn't think that we are sinful, and he doesn't want to talk to us anymore. So he's going into. 
you know, all of those things need to fall away. Right. And, and we need to start to have uh, 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 the new bridges. Well, I'm going to really stay with the Pope terminology. <laughs> new bridges, okay? We, we are here. And we have a contribution in the world. And the contribution is positive. And we need to get rid of all the uh, preconceived poison ideas that was installed until today in some religions, especially Islam, uh, that they still don't know what, what is Judaism. They don't even know what is Judaism. I was studying voice with a Muslim a, a, a woman, and uh, we were singing hallelujah, and she didn't know that hallelujah is a Hebrew word. It actually was disturbing to her that, uh, that hallelujah is a Hebrew word. And the ignorance that exists in the world and the fears are, are destroying the planet. Yeah. So, so when, when there is a universal message coming from Judaism, yeah. everybody should know about it. And I'm thrilled to convey it through the, the Hebrew letters. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, to get back to your question, I um, I think that the the core listeners are aware to one degree or another of the Hermetic Kabbalah, which basically, if you can imagine, you know, Europe from circa, you know, uh, 1300s, 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, you have a lot of people very, you know, for the most part of that, you have a lot of Europeans that um, the, the ones that are learning the Kabbalah have to stay quiet about it. Yeah. And they, they'll get yeah. like one book, the uh -huh. Sefer Yetzra, and that's it. Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and cherish it, hide it, you know, with their lives, pass it on to one other person, make them swear on their lives that they'll never reveal the existence of the book, let alone that... that uh, and so that's Kabbalah in Europe. And uh, so that kind of evolved and changed into the school that I was trained from. And so we all know that um, that the good stuff comes from the Jewish Kabbalah, that the thing that we might have a little bit of a head start on is for the past hundred and some odd, you know, uh, 130 plus years, we've been corresponding pagan, various pagan, course, you know, pantheons. So we've got a lineup of, okay, Netzach. Okay, we're talking about Aphrodite, Venus. We're talking about Hathor and the mm -hmm. Egyptian. We're talking yeah, about yeah. Ishtar. We're talking about, in you know, the Babylonian. And, and then, okay, so uh, what about Bina? Okay, we're talking about uh, Nephthys and the Egyptian. We're talking about the Sorrowful Mother. In, in, and so we've got a little bit of a head start on that, but we lack the real substance of the Kabbalah that we what have. What Kabbalah says. That, that, I mean, right. so, it's, it's, so I was noticing that on my, on my podcast, it says Arabian, uh, Arabian, Asian, African, and European esoterica so far. And then I realized, well, what about Hebraic? Why, why did I leave that out? And I was realized because I, I thought I had implied it. Or I thought, I thought it was just a given and that there is no European esoterica without it, Hebraic esoterica. It all came from the idea, a very specific idea, that God abandoned the Jewish people, because they are not nice, the children of Israel are not nice. Right, right. God is angry at them, and therefore the Christians are the children, are the new children of Israel that God likes. Right. Because they 
totally, which is, by the way, they do believe totally in surrendering to God. You don't argue with God. You just say yes. You obey. You obey, and all and and all the religion is based on surrendering and self annihilation. Yeah. In Judaism, that's not the principles. It's it's about co-creation, as I said. You know, co-creation, and it's about participating in deeds of creation. Yeah. That goes on and on and on. They don't they don't come to an what end. What it came down to was, you know, it was Constantine and, you know, his his regime that initially put together anti Semitic Christianity to echo onto the ages and eventually be inherited by Adolf Hitler. It was Yeah, um, I mean but that's what happened. Yeah, and he we, was the he was the seed of Rome. He was the Caesar that the Jewish people refused to kneel down to. And right. of all the people that Rome conquered, they were the only ones that even after they conquered them were like, okay, we're gonna conquer you again. What do you need? We'll beat you, we'll do everything we can. And okay, now will you kneel? No, we don't kneel. No, sorry, we don't kneel to kings. Get out of here, you know. And so, so they just couldn't couldn't get over it. Even all the way up to the Spanish Inquisition, when the Catholic Church came in, they were just it was still the Roman seat of Rome saying, "You guys are still here." Okay, well now will you kneel to Caesar? Still no, you know. And uh, and and it's just that's really what it comes down to, which has nothing to do with Jesus and nothing to do with agape, with, with nothing what? to do with, with Christos, nothing. nothing to do with any. And of that. still, it's in the in the spiritual DNA of people. It, another These very, rednecks inherited yes, it. Yeah. I want to say another thing that you might want to present everything that we're talking here. One of the things that got, that I got very interested is in is where are the ten lost tribes? Mm. So there's the Judah, that's I, the Jewish people, right. right? The Jewish people consider themselves today coming from Ju- Ju- the tribe of Judah because that tribe was expelled into Babylon at that mm. time, and from there expelled more. And the ten tribes were Oh, lost. they're in Palestine, right? Were, what? Aren't they still in Palestine? <laughs> <laughs> no. What oh, I'm oh. finding is the ten tribes, that you are the ten tribes. Mm. That the ten tribes spread, changed their names, tra- changed everything, uh, because... God understood that the Jewish people will not necessarily so fast, the t- tribe of Judah, let's call it, will not necessarily so fast spread knowledge and light, and that there will be problems, you know, which we know that there were. Uh, problems in perception. So if you think that you are chosen, you think you are special, and other people are not special, that's it's like Joseph and his brothers. It, right. it, it starts a mess. Yeah. But if you think that you have a job here to teach something so everybody will know it, that's a different uh, aim. Mm. And so in between those uh, uh, perceptions, uh, uh, we are where we are today. So if you ask me, the ten tribes on purpose were spread all over the world. Some of them don't even know that there are ten tribes, <laughs> but uh, the Ethiopian people. Know. Well, not oh, only yes. not only the Ethiopian that were discovered as a as a as a group, but there were also tribes. There there is Ninja. there the is also Yemen? other people that has. And I want to dare even defining what does it mean 
what does it mean to be a Jew? Originally, to be a Jew is to be uh, somebody that is in an ongoing relationship with an intelligence that is overseeing everything and that unified life. Okay, so Abraham was such a, a contributor. He came and said, uh, there's only one God. So whatever. Now, we have in Judaism 120 names to this God, by the way. <laughs> we, although we say only one God, I mean, we, we need to see that. So, okay. So there's only one God. And, uh, and that was new. Or it was a new level of consciousness that, that, that appealed to the world at that time. And there was Malchitzedek, and there was, it was you know, there was a whole mafia of holy people, and they, <laughs> and they brought, you know, in Egypt and in whatever. And all I'm saying is, at a certain point, uh, the ten tribes were spread all over, and they Before spread. The ten, the ten tribes when we're talking about Abraham, like uh, yeah, our father, wait, so he wasn't a Jewish. Who is that? Abraham. Oh, right. Our father, he mm. wasn't Jewish. Not until he got the hay. Yeah, but <laughs> even even when he got the hay, he's not. It's not about being Jewish. It's about being one with God, right. believing one Yisrael. God. The people of God. That's it. And Israel uh, yeah. is, is Yashar El. Goes straight with God. So everybody that goes straight is yeah. with God. But Abraham was the father of three nations. Mm. You know? At least. At least, yes. Right. It's like Judaism, Islam, Christianity, name it. Yeah. And we are saying about Torah that she went to the to the um, far, east. far East. So even Buddhism. So, so even so, Buddhism and Hinduism belongs to the same to the same source that comes that, from from Abraham. So we are all Jewish, I said. Mm. So the roots the roots are coming from the one, and the roots are when anybody in the world have an inclination to spiritually wake up and connect to to the divine or to a bigger picture, it is technically. Uh, I don't think that we need to, you know, some people say, that means he is Jewish. So to be Jewish is to be somebody that feels grateful, Yehudi is from the feeling of gratefulness, to to feel gratitude Mm. towards creation and towards the creator of the world and and be in an ongoing relationship with that that creator. So anybody... Uh, and then Ivrim, Hebrews were trained to start to spread it. And so it comes from the verb, you know, we were learning it. It's come from the verb lavor, to pass it over, pass it over, pass it. It's light, so pass it over. So basically, all the ten tribes are spread on purpose to bring that seed in the DNA. And the seed is, who am I? Where is God? How can I? Re- I feel something. I whatever on on the level that you are. So. Um, so I think it was Dina's brothers that screwed it all up then when they killed their cousins and said we're we're going to separate from everybody. Who? 
Dina? D- uh, her brothers, the 12 tribes? Well, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, but, but those are the 12 tribes yeah. that were spread all over. Well, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the Torah is very complex in that. Yeah, Whoever made uh, <laughs> Dina's brothers uh, didn't want Dina to marry somebody that is not Jewish. Yeah. It could be that at that time for this group of people that were supposed to stay, you know, like a baby that you right. need to keep him... You need to keep Well, the yeah, because their second cousins were protected. worshiping Astarte at the time, and they yes. were saying, yeah, we're not going to go that direction. You're going this direction. Right, right. And and there was a need, that's what I understand, there was a need to focus on cultivating uh, a God that you cannot see, cannot touch, or anything, just something that comes from within. So as this cultivation takes place, it, the baby was supposed to be protected and not messing up with all kinds of other things at that time. Right. That, that's all. Yeah. For a period of time. Right. And maybe later on, maybe today, when these letters are coming to Michal and me and telling us we are having an, a, a, a universal message to bring to the world, it's not that they didn't have it in the beginning, but now it's right. Yeah. Now it's right for it that whoever, that everybody will feel that to be Jewish means to be in an ongoing relationship with with God, which is, a, okay, do you understand how many Jews there are now? If, if, <laughs> if yeah. that's the definition, <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> so it, it, it brings a problem also for some Jews who were training themselves to be separated because Kadosh, Kedusha, is that which is separated from the ordinary. Mm. So if you are being trained, to, if you are being trained to be separated from the ordinary, because otherwise you will not know what is kadosh. Mm. You have to separate, so you eat only this food and pray and all the rituals that are starting to teach you to feel holiness. Understand that today many Jews don't have any idea what is holiness, and many non-Jews have a very strong idea of what is holiness. But the idea is to feel holiness. Gurdjieff said the first step in spiritual journey is to separate one from oneself, meaning to separate the lower me from the higher me. Now, how do I separate it? I taste it by taste. I know myself when I'm ordinary, I know that gila, and I know myself when I'm more aligned. When I'm more aligned, so many things that are so important to the gila down here are not important anymore. I was right, it should be like this, it should be like that, why did she say that? Uh, that's not fair, that's not, and my sister, and my, you know, you know, all that, all this kind of level. Yeah. When you are aligned with yourself, who cares? It's so not important because all of a sudden you see your size, you experience your size, and everything in the lower level takes its rightful place. It's not that important. It's just a little argument I had with my sister. Why am I getting so upset? <laughs> so I used to be upset for a year. Then I used to be upset for uh, 10 months. Until now, I should be upset for maybe one minute or maybe not at all eventually. So all the reasons that I have that I have to feel that I suffer yeah. and that I have pain and that's not fair and it shouldn't be like this, all of this is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and taking its rightful place. 
And all I need today is somebody to remind me. Like last night, Michal said to me, Gila, what's wrong with you? This is, what does it matter? This has nothing to do with you. It has to do with her. Ah, right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. She's right. I was released in a second from feeling upset now for a week about it. I mean, not all the time, but, but, but you know, it comes and I'm still waiting for somebody to apologize to me. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what a waste of life. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was speaking today in the lesson. And they were talking about the golden cuff. Mm-hmm. You know the golden cup. And uh, I was, and like, where was God? Why did He let the golden cuff um, be uh, created? And I said, Why? It was, Well, the age of Taurus had just ended. <laughs> it oh. was purposely. It was it was by purpose. Like a cuff is matter, yes, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a matter in that situation. They gave their jewelries to make this. Cuff and become jewelries in higher spirit. This is what I received as a lesson. Was their light body hmm. in that place in that situation of receiving the Torah? They gave up their light body, and they came total matter to study God from from okay. the very very beginning. You know, from matter without knowing that each one has God, you know, they gave up this jewelry, they gave it away. So all the journey that we've done ever since is to come to this time and to gain our light body again, Hmm. you know, and to gain our light bodies to know, well, I am a creator too. That's what I was given from the first yeah, place. Yeah. But I couldn't create because I was I was like the child that didn't know that be- beating a cat is is hurting. You know, I had to do all this journey, participate in all the hurt and light and all mm. of it, knowing what matter is fully understanding all the lessons and now I can bring the light within my body because my body is a temple and appreciate it and knowing that I am holy and becoming in a way like 24-7 in holiness. I don't need to wait up until Shabbat to be in the holy state of mind. For me, 24-7 is Shabbat. Because I'm praying, I'm blessing, I am tuned, I am zoned, I am all the things that you want me to be in Shabbat. I am in all the week. And this is how I see it. And yet, and yet, you could bring uh, the Shabbat, the the passive uh, uh, receptive state in you uh, in any time of the day. And yet, the seven portion of of time, which is a week, which was accepted from the Bible. Why should it be seven days in a week? There could be ten days in a week. Mm. There's seven days in a week. That means the seventh portion of the period of time that we call Shavua, Sheva, Shavua is a week, Sheva is seven, was set at that exact time so that in that day you make yourself passive, accept, uh, receptive, 
to more energy that is available from above. So during the week, we are told by the Kabbalists, a special tribe that is called Issachar, that there are times where more is available from above. In those times, make yourself available. Because that's a time where it's like your mother is making soup and she's serving the soup at six o'clock, be at home. You know, it's time to be fed. Mm-hmm. It's time to be supported. It's time so that you could feel not hungry and be a good human being. Hungry people are negative people. So I still go by Guruji was talking about the law of seven. The law of seven speaks about the number seven. It's a special number. And in Judaism, seven days, seven weeks, seven years, 7,000 years, there's something about seven that is uh, on, on a level of the universe uh, uh, that is asking us to be tuned in a new way, in a different way. So we use it. It's a map, again, the whole Bible and the Tree of Life is a map of how energy comes from above to below. So and be, how energy comes from below to oh, from above? Below. Like, so be ready, be ready to receive it. You know, me, me, yeah. you know, it's just that simple. Uh, uh, it's not about Create. don't drive on Shabbat, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It is just receive the gift. <laughs> so, so all we look at, oh, I cannot drive. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be Jewish. It's not for me. Instead of hello, be ready to receive any way you want to receive. Sit on the beach and receive there. But be ready to receive. So I, I like the to to emphasize the seventh day that that you could have a Shabbat moment every minute of the day if you feel like you know I, I, we just had a Shabbat before you came. Uh, but and yet collectively, if everybody on the seventh day are tying something together, it's more powerful. Yeah. And then then we get things from higher level. There's always higher levels. I think every tradition developed a system of attracting energy from the highest level that is possible. That's all. So there's a little competition. The result is, okay, let's compete. The result is what kind of human being you become as a result of receiving that shefa, that that abundance from above. And it shows. So if you look at the Jewish people, I think they have a, a, a fantastic contribution to humanity and to the world because they were somehow were aligned with energy that was very special, made them very special, so they contributed. That's all. Now, it's not only Is the Jews. Not, not everybody special. Not right. Not only the Jews contribution, but... I think what we're trying to understand is when you have something in you oh, yeah. that contributes. Yes. The Jewish, you dig, okay. you know, if you take the hay and make it iron, it's Yehudi. And Yehudi is my mission. Mm. So the Jewish people, what define them from others, they are they have to be devoted to their soul mission mm-hmm. period yeah, you can choice. use you can choose not to or <laughs> to do 
I cannot choose. <laughs> this is not my choice. You know, yeah. I have to but be devoted. Also, Edward, you cannot. You cannot. <laughs> you. Well, they call cannot. me an honorary Jew. <laughs> yeah, you you cannot say no. Also, to the call that you feel that come from God. Right. You can say, okay, I want to do it this way. I don't want to do it that way. God doesn't care. As long as you stay. So anybody that feels the call to connect to their essence, don't have a, I don't have a choice now. Yeah. That's the yeah, only thing I want to do. Jewish, you don't have a choice. But I know yeah. many Jews that have person. no connections. There are no connections. They are too de- deeply involved with other things. Yeah. And this que- they don't, because their perception of to be Jewish is so narrow that they don't feel how they can fit. My father once told me on the phone, I, I called him, we talked Kabbalah, I told him, oh, Abba, listen to this, listen to this. He said, one day, when I have a, a, a chance, I'm going to leave everything and study what you are studying. I said, no, you don't need to, you can bring it into your life. He didn't yeah. know how. He didn't know how. Hmm. He but knew he how to be a businessman. Or to study Kabbalah. How can the two go together? In his mind, it was impossible. Mm. That's why we are new. We are saying, no, 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 stay where you are. In your law firm, you know, bring into the law firm that is all about corruption, maybe something new. Why? Because the universe wants you to do it now. You get a lot of help. Yeah. You get a lot of help doing it. Otherwise, how could we do it? That's the truth. I'm going to turn it off. (laughs) The thing, the thing is with the with the soul mission. You know, my sister is a real estate in Israel, mm-hmm. and she was teaching with me in schools the program that we developed that called self responsibility, and it's about the win win solution. So when she goes now to real estate, she's bringing this state of mind. How to do a win-win solution in real estate now? It looks lunatic to you, <laughs> but she's doing it. She she brings this wisdom to those places, and in the and she doesn't speak this language. Yeah, mm-hmm. she speaks in another language, but she brings everyone to the table to think. Wow! If I will give him, and he will give me, and he will give him, and he will give me, we will all uh, gain out. Come of out it. ahead instead of. I am with you on this one. I'm with you. So this is what it means, like to do your soul mission, and that's what Osho said long time ago. Osho is a guru, you know, Mm -hmm. and he said, "It's nice that you know how to meditate when you are isolated in the mountain. I want to see you meditating in the market. Hmm. You know, when all are screaming and things are running and." Let's see you meditating there. Of course, he had his own city, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it. (laughs) I just just want to add something to it, is that, uh, first of all, I need to go at 10 to 3 to pick up my Mm -hmm. nephew from school. So then you so can talk about it could be it could be a time for you if you want to share your your Michal is doing exciting new things mm-hmm. that are not that are the, the, uh, you know that you may want to include in some way in your work but um, I want well, to say that there is you have to pick up Jenny yeah she's in school okay she's your doctor oh my wife. Why? Why? I just want to say that we have the 
um, also this notion in, in Judaism that says that Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam, meaning uh, uh, disciples of sages are increasing uh, peace in the world. So that means that if you decide that you want to study or meditate from morning until evening, uh, there is a contribution that you do to the world because you bring, I guess, vibrations, vibrations of, of the levels that you are connecting with. That's true. But I think there is a paradigm shift after the world for a long time had a huge separation, not in Judaism, but in other tradition, huge separation between the class that is close to God and the rest of the people that are just, uh, even in, T- in Tibet, even in, 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 in traditions that are respectfully fantastic traditions, there was a separation. The monks, the nuns, we're doing their holy works. <coughs> the people in the street, was, were, they, they don't was, know from anything. They just go like this, and that's reason. the end of it. What? There was a reason for it. Well, no, I, that's what I'm about to speak about. The, like the, the time that the priest had to hold the energy and the light for the tribes, you know, for the for their communities. So they had to be isolated. They had to be holy. They had they had to maintain this way of life to be a really good vessel to to uh, bring this light to the community. That like the the worst time that really shamans and monks and priests and priestess was working hard was up until the World War Two. After World War Two, start like so much energy was shifted, you know, with all that happened, that it it's like became like vacuum. And this is the time where uh, people were starting to connect. In that worst time, people started to connect to light and to to bring this light and to download. So we moved from a place that we were unbalanced between light and darkness. Darkness was very high, light was very low. Now to a place that light is very high and darkness is very low. And people might say to me, how can you dare say it? Look at Isis. They said, Isis is the last... It's- It's the last kick of the monster before dying. For me, it's it's nothing. For me, it's nothing. I am looking at the at the bigger picture and I see. So now I don't need to be a righteous. France and Germany aren't, you know, going at it. They, you know, slaughtering tens of thousands of people per day in machine gun like. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot better than it yeah. was <laughs> in World oh, War One. We've steadily but, improved. <laughs> and yeah. I'm saying, like, look what's going on. Yeah, children, how they are thinking, how they are bringing this way of peace and this way of light and this way of love and like, look at the the new generation. Look what's happened to the to the eldest. Look at the compassion that is coming towards people in Syria right now. People don't want to see it anymore. People don't want to be, to give their energy to, to such a thing anymore. This is light for me. Yeah. And when this light is so high, then I don't need to be a priest and I don't need to be a monk. I was. I don't need because everybody reached 
this level so i don't need to hold the light for them i can spread it and let each one yeah. hold his own light you yeah. know and think, this uh, is the know, thing that was what i wanted to say sorry my <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to say that uh, at different times and periods yeah. uh, humanity is cultivating uh, different uh, vessels of um, and uh, so there is an evolution of consciousness that different things are needed in different times what makes me feel sad is that sometimes when the shifts are happening they are not clear and whoever is holding on to the old ways is finding it very very hard to let go and change because we live here in the world of matter so for instance you could see that the church is empty people don't go to church we see it in judaism young people don't go to synagogues anymore because the synagogues are hold are holding a, a still a a way of of teaching judaism that doesn't touch anybody because the rabbis are not being touched by an experience they are intellectuals they don't even believe in God and they speak about God and everybody knows it so nobody goes to shul to to synagogues and the question is why why because nothing happened to them there so it's still we, what they asked you to be I'm sorry tell Edward what I asked you to be I don't know what you mean Gila I asked you to be a rabbi I asked you to be a rabbi I asked oh. you to open a synagogue because you are a rabbi by all means, but you are another rabbi. You're bringing experience of color. Yeah, I didn't want to use the word rabbi because you have the, you have certain connotations. I said I'm not going to give to the rabbinical institutions the compliment <clears throat> that I came from them. They didn't teach me wh- what I feel that I'm teaching. Right. And so why should I call myself a rabbi? Yet, sometimes I go to places that if I don't say that I am a rab, gila, then they, then they don't look at you seriously. Especially Persian Jews, by like, the way. Like, for example, that you're saying... I am a professor, or I am a doctor. Yes, what if you're a doctor means. or something, <laughs> yeah. so if you're you not a doctor, who are you? that people will pay attention to you, so use this title, what's the matter? But you know what, when I will speak in front of a lot of people, I will say, I will explain that I, that, that I have a reason why I'm not using a, 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 a title, is because I don't have the true title. You know, I don't have a true title that will, that prepared me. You know, I don't want to say psychic. I don't want to say shaman. I'm not a shaman. What am I? Spiritual. What am I? You know, so it's a, so let's leave it floating. Let's leave it open. So it makes everybody, but one thing we see for sure, you go to synagogues, the only place where there is life in is when you have groups of people getting together and the leadership is moving. So each week somebody else is leading uh, or talking about what's written in the Bible. Why? Because it's inter- interesting, it's alive. Nobody cares what the rabbi thinks. I, I, there are two or three famous rabbis here in town. 
all they care about is to be smart alone. Hmm. All they care about is to have an experience alone with themselves, you know? Hmm. You're not making everybody have that experience. Yeah. Now, this is my daughter, and everything is going to change now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Who is she? Oh, Natalia! <laughs> <laughs> My daughter, Hello, we met a long time ago. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> well, let's wrap up the interview real quick. Thank you for joining uh, joining us on the Esoterra Nerd Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now, do you have a website I can link to? Or okay. Michaelo.com. Uh-huh. Okay. Should we meet again? Yes. Absolutely. Let's meet again. It Surely. It's such a lovely, yeah. lovely experience. Good Absolutely. Good to see you too. Have fun. And thank you again wow. for the interview. Say hello to your wife. I will. Edward Doza 22 for 22 chakras. Nice. Next. Nice. Next time. Next time. Oh, um, can I get a picture just for the episode? Maybe we could all do a selfie together here. With oh. the should we do it with the Zadi? Here, I'll just take a picture of the, of you guys with the Zadi. And I'll be in the I'll be in the reflection in the Okay, so go ahead and look right about there and Thank you, Gila and Michal being on the Esoterra Nerd Podcast tonight. As always, thank you to the monks on Mount Koyasan for the beautiful music you're hearing now. Thank you to Tangerine Dream for the music behind the Transformations and Footnotes segment. And most importantly, thank you to you the esoteric nerd listening to this podcast. May Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai cause his light to shine upon you. May Adonai turn his face towards you and bring you peace. Good night.